Hello there, fellow warrior. I have been wanting to talk about this topic for some time. I've had it in my notes. I've got all sorts of lists of topics and I just haven't, for whatever reason, gotten into it, but it's just something I really wanted to delve into and I finally did and I'm glad I have because I've learned a lot. The topic is fear is killing us. And I thought, you know, I, I just have this feeling that fear is killing us, that it's having such a negative impact on our bodies that it has to be doing damage to us, not just in the way that it makes us feel. Uh, but before I get into some of that, I wanted to share with you an article that I found, and it was posted on a website that's hosted by the University of Minnesota, and it's called The Impact of Fear and Anxiety. And so, I mean, first you got to understand that fear in itself is not a bad thing. Fear is what alerts us to danger, right? I mean, we, we need to have some sort of healthy sense of fear. So I used to live in Washington State, and at one point I actually lived on Cougar Mountain, and there were always warnings about cougars and even bears when I hiked in the uh, Cascade Mountains there. And because, I mean, you have to be aware. You have to know what to do in case, you know, you are faced with that situation. Have you ever heard of people who have been faced with such a scary situation, like a car falls on someone, somebody they love and their adrenaline, so much adrenaline is pumped into their body that they can lift a part of the car, right? And that's the whole idea is that adrenaline is released so that we can do superhuman sort of things, either in our thinking or just being brave. Uh, and so fear is good, right? I mean, it's an essential part of keeping us safe. We have to feel so, some kind of fear. But people who live in constant fear, whatever that is, can experience negative impacts in all areas and even become incapacitated. I call that paralyzing fear. So this is in this article, they explain it. And, and this is really a great article because it kind of explains things in a pretty simple way. So once we sense a potential danger, our body releases the hormones I just talked about, but they can slow or shut down functions not needed. So we all think about adrenaline and that rush that we get but other bodily functions that aren't needed for survival, like our digestive system, for instance, they kind of shut down when you're in that fight or flight mode. Well, it's kind of interesting because I have adrenal fatigue from all of my years of fight or flight, all those years of fear and anxiety and worry. And it's no surprise then that digestive issues have been a big part of my struggle for the past many years, right? You still got to eat and everything, but your digestive system is not prepared for it because while you're fighting off the bear, you're not having a sandwich, right? <laughs> so in order for one system to really kind of fully take over, the other one, a couple more of them, they shut down. They go, yeah, not needed. So in everyday life, when you're living in this way and you're not fighting that bear, and you're trying to eat a meal and your digestive system's not working because you're in that fight or flight mode. So, you know, we sh our, our, um, fun certain functions get sharpened. Sometimes even eyesight, heart rate, blood flows to the muscles faster. I mean, there's so much going on, physical changes in our body. There's also an increase in the flow of hormones to a part of our brain that helps us focus on the danger and then store it in our memory. Hmm, interesting. Interesting, isn't it? 
no surprise that these traumas just follow us around and we replay them in our minds. So what are the impacts of chronic fear? Living under constant threat. It has serious health consequences. According to this article, physical health, fear weakens our immune system. Okay, I want to just, I, I really want to stop and do one of those pauses, you know, that are so impactful. Fear weakens our immune system. No, there was nothing wrong with your recording. <laughs> I wanted to do one of those impactful pauses. I mean, come on, right there, that's enough. That's enough for us to try to figure out how not to live in fear. It can cause cardiovascular damage, gastrointestinal problems, which we've talked about, such as ulcers, irritable bowel syndrome, and decreased fertility. It can lead to accelerated aging and even premature death. Gee, that's what everybody's looking for, right? Accelerated aging and premature death. How about your memory? Fear can impair formation of long-term memories. Think about that. I mean, as we age, memory becomes an issue anyway. It can even cause damage to certain parts of your brain. And it can make, so it can make it more difficult to regulate fear. Okay, call that, that's what we call a vicious circle, right? We need to regulate our fear, but we're damaging parts of our brains that help us regulate fear. And it really can leave a person anxious most of the time. So someone living in chronic, to someone living in chronic fear, the world looks scary. And then guess what happens? Remember those memories? They confirm, oh yeah, yeah, the world's scary. I have this memory right here. Prove it to you. Another thing is that, that the brain processing and reactivity, okay? So fear can interrupt processes in our brain that allow us to regulate emotions, read nonverbal cues, and other informations. I mean, it affects our, our, our reflecting before acting and even acting ethically. I would have never expected these types of things. So basically, it impacts our thinking and decision-making in negative ways, leaving us... Okay, this is what you have to get here. It leaves us susceptible to intense emotions and impulsive reactions. So those of us who've had these feelings that are so overwhelming and we can't get over them and we've been driven by our feelings and our feelings are running our lives. It's no surprise, is it? Fear has so much to do with it. And then, of course, mental health, which is basically what we've been talking about here. But there's some other consequences of long-term fear, including fatigue. Hey, can I see a show of hands? I wish I could see a show of hands. <laughs> Anybody feel fatigue after living in chronic fear? clinical depression, and PTSD. And you know what? I've been learning a lot more thanks to my friend, Mana Ko. You should check her out at Mana for Life. Um, she's a great friend and mentor, and you know she really helped guide me to studying post-traumatic growth as opposed to, to post-traumatic post stress, which we all know about. So now that we've talked about this kind of real clinical stuff and, and real life, physical, mental, and emotional things that can result from long-term fear, chronic fear. I call it paralyzing fear. Think about what it's keeping us from doing. It's keeping us from realizing dreams. Do you remember those? If you're listening to this and you're really, really saying, yeah, that's me, that's me. 
I'm speaking to you. Do you re remember your dreams? Remember how you had hopes and dreams for life? And you've just tucked them away, completely forgotten about them? That's not cool. You have dreams that need to be realized, not just for you, but for other people. This chronic fear situation we're in definitely keeps us from trying something new. Okay. You're terrified of this other situation going on in your life. And by the way, when you start living with this fear of a certain situation, it's not that you just end up with fear of that situation. You end up being fearful of everything. I got to a point where I was scared to make the tiniest decision. I mean, I was afraid to make a meal for fear that I would fail. So it keeps us from trying anything new. I mean, forget something new. You're, you know, I, I couldn't even make a meal. How is it going to try something new? It keeps us from stepping out in faith and just believing that we can do something or at least try it, even if it doesn't work out the way we wanted. So what? We learn. It keeps us from finding purpose in life. No matter how, you know, spiritual or how much you're into this kind of thing, like purpose and, and mission and all that, every single person, whether they've thought about it or not, wants to feel like their life has purpose. And of course, your life already has purpose just the way it is, but there's probably something more. I know there's something more. Fear kills our hope. And I understand. I get it. Okay. So it's not just as easy to go, okay, let's start being brave. Really need to be brave now. Yeah. Okay. Let's start being brave. Push a button. Put, you know, wouldn't you love it? Push your, your courage button. Boom. I have courage. No more fear. So I understand that it, it, it seems a little bit like a little bit of a spinning top when you're first trying to become courageous when you're scared to death. But it, it's a process. It's a process of changing your thinking. You have got, you've got to get new ways of thinking, new thought patterns. And then, you know, you start changing the way you speak because boy, words have power. And then you start making different decisions that align with this new way of thinking. And then you get a little bit of courage and then you build it and build it and build it. It's not that you need to become somebody new. It's that you want to make the best you possible, right? I mean, why would we not want to be improving ourselves? It's so funny when I hear people go, oh, I'm not into that, you know, self-improvement. Wow, really? You're not into self-improvement? Why in the world would you not want to improve yourself? Boy, you must be some perfect person if you don't want to do any self-improvement. You being on this earth at this moment is no accident. And I know where you are today, my friend, might feel like a big old accident. It might feel like, how the hell did I get here? I remember feeling that way. And I have to be honest with you, because that's what I tend to do, huh? <laughs> I still feel that way sometimes. I mean, I'm human too. I still fight that. You have a mission. You have a purpose. And I 100% know that your purpose on this earth is not to live in fear so that you can have a weakened immune system, more, you know, extra cardiovascular damage, gastrointestinal intestinal problems, accelerated aging, premature death, memory problems, your inability to regulate fear, your brain processing and reactivity that you can't even think properly anymore. You can't make the right decisions because you're not thinking clearly. Fatigue, clinical depression, PTSD. I am pretty darn sure that when God had you in mind, and even if you don't believe in God, that when you were put on this earth, that wasn't the reason, that wasn't the purpose. 
It might be something you're going to have to walk through, get through, move through, overcome. But it's not your purpose for being here. So stop thinking that right now where you are today is it. It's not it. I've watched too many people be so down. I mean, down on that mat where, I mean, it looked almost impossible for them. And watched them get up and not just get up, watch them be in a completely different place today that they would have never imagined. Remember, we've stopped dreaming. We've stopped having these visualizations. So we can't even imagine where we could be, just like the people I'm talking about. They're in places they never imagined because they couldn't see it. Your job right now is just to get up and start moving toward courage, to overcoming fear, so that you can see your way clearly, to find that little glimmer of hope. Fear is killing us. Okay, listen, we're all dying anyway. We're, you know, Something's going to get us, but let's not accelerate everything with, with fear and let's not make our time that we do have worse by living in fear. You can become courageous. I'm 100% convinced, nobody will convince me otherwise, that every single person has the ability to be courageous. I don't, it doesn't matter to me how you were born, what kind of characteristics you have, what you've been through. I 100% believe that every single person can live in courage. I'm not saying you're going to eliminate fear. I, you never hear me say that because it's not possible. But you can choose courage over fear. You can feel fear and do it anyway. That's what courageous people do. I know everybody has the ability. Now, does everyone have the desire? Does everyone, will everyone do what it takes to get there? Probably not. But I hope that's you. I hope you're one of those people that I will tell a story about one day. About how you overcame your fear. You stopped letting fear kill you. Listen, my friend. If you haven't already, join me in the Trauma Disruptors community. We actually have a great community for communication and we're just going to be building so many cool things there. It's not a Facebook group. I mean, I have a Facebook page, but that is not where I do my communication. We've invested in a private community and I hope you'll join me at traumadisruptors.com. Check it out if it seems right for you. Just, you know, you just fill in your email information, your name, and um, you'll be put right into our membership where you can access the community and some other things. So I hope to see you there because, you know, this is this tough stuff is tough. That was a tongue twister there. This stuff is tough. And um, so you need a little inspiration, a little guidance and wisdom. And, and not just from me and from other people that I bring to the party, but the people that join our community. I mean, people go through everyday experiences, people like you, and they learn and they grow and they have insight and they have perspective that's unique to them, but it could be that nugget, right? It could be that little thing that you need. So it's important to connect with people who are not just going through troubles, but are trying to work through and overcome. Big difference between connecting with people that just want to talk about their troubles all the time. So anyway, join us in at traumadisruptors.com where I firmly believe that you can disrupt your trauma. It's not like it's going to go away. It never happened to you. But you can disrupt the negative impact it has on your life. And fear is such a big part of it. And then, you know, you can disrupt it for good. That little slogan that I have has a double meaning. Disrupt your trauma for good, meaning stop it in its tracks. No more running your life. And also use it for good. Yes, you can do it, my friend. And I'll be standing right there with you as you do. You are not alone. I will see you in the Trauma Disruptors community. 
and on the next podcast. Have an awesome day. Mm -hmm.